Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Rumblings Podcast 153. I got nothing. I've been super, super sleepy this week, and super busy with school stuff, and nothing new is really going on, so I got nothing new. So I'm just going to ramble about what I'm currently playing, ramble a little bit about what I'm looking forward to, and the whole podcast will pretty much sound like one of my typical closing sections. But I didn't want you to have nothing and then be all worried about, you know, if something happened to me or what's going on because there's no podcast. So at least it will be something. And hopefully you'll have a good time and enjoy the show. So, in things I am currently still playing, I'm trying to play Hearthstone, though I don't get a whole lot of chances to play. Pretty much my new connection at work on Monday, Thursday, and sometimes Sunday is really the only time I have guaranteed to play. I can't play at the coffee shop anymore because it's become really unstable, and Hearthstone has basically zero tolerance for instability. So, anytime there's any kind of pause or micro disconnect that normally wouldn't affect games just completely kills my game so I'm probably really only getting about six or maybe eight hours a week which is pretty sad I'm trying to play Titanfall now and then I'm still basically working on the campaign which is I've heard like nine sets of missions It's kind of confusing, though, because it's basically run in the same way regular matches are done. Only there's a bit of story that goes along with it and some dialogue. But other than that, I think it's just basically a special map. But you're still put up against other players. So it's kind of confusing in that sense. The game is, I guess, crashing pretty hard. A lot of people are probably abandoning it because I'm having a really hard time finding matches, you know, where there are people doing the campaign. Either that or they've just stopped doing the campaign and everybody's doing regular matches. I don't know. But I would like to finish the campaign before doing regular matches just to get a better feel for it and, you know, get a little bit more experience and stuff. So I don't know. That's kind of hard to stay interested in because when I try, you know, a lot of times I'll sit there and I'll look for a group and I'll look for a group and I'll look for a group and after five minutes I'll be like, okay, forget this and then I I won't try again. And since work is my only reliable connection, you know, it'll go several days before I try again. So that's kind of sad. It's a lot of fun, but as I said before in my beta preview, it wasn't really something I knew I'd be playing a whole ton of. But I would have preferred, you know, not to pay full price. It's probably only really worth about 20 or 30 bucks because there just isn't a whole lot of content there. Even if you are seriously into that, I think... Most people are probably going to burn out on it in maybe six months or a year. I don't think there will be enough to keep people's interest for a very long time. And of course, if that prediction is true, it's going to be really, really hard to get anybody new interested in it. Because, you know, if enough people leave, 
nobody's ever going to find a match and it's going to get real boring for people really fast. So I guess we'll see. For now, it's pretty fun, but I don't get to play as often as I'd like. I'm still working my way through Thief. I've done all of the side quests now that I actually found them. And I'm still working through the main missions. I think I'm in the last chapter. Several missions do kind of seem to force you into one particular style. And that style is most often a predator style where you must knock out certain guards to get past them. Because the odds are either just too ridiculous or they're placed in certain places that you can't get around. One thing that I found really frustrating is that some people you can't knock out, otherwise you auto-lose. And in some cases, it's really, really difficult to know who you can or can't knock out. It seems like even though they look, you know, 90% the same, the guys you can knock out are only the guards, which are in heavy armor. But like I said, you know, they look almost exactly like civilians. It seems to sort of randomly pick a look for a civilian. So the civilian can have the exact same look, you know, the same kind of black clothing, In the area I'm in, they have big red X's across their chest and their face because they have some kind of group affiliation war paint. And it's like the only difference between them and a guard is a guard will have chainmail coming out of his sleeves and over his head. And, you know, everything else looks the exact same. So that's kind of really frustrating. In the original Thief series, you could just knock out anybody you wanted and it it didn't matter. So I find this really curious they put that in there. Maybe it's because I'm playing it on the hardest setting. Maybe on easier settings you can. I don't know. But it seems kind of odd because they do have these really ridiculous odds sections and these choke points. And it seems kind of like just a trick to force the player down a certain path. Which doesn't really feel all that comfortable. And as I said before, it is kind of humorless compared to the original game. The original game had a lot more random conversations, and the random conversations were kind of funny. And, you know, you'd knock somebody out, and they'd be like, oh, okay, oof. Or I think one was like, oh, Rosebud, poom. You know, and there was that sense of humor, you knocked them out, and they'd say a funny thing, or they'd sound funny as they fell down. You know, in this one, it's sort of like you crack them over the head, and it sounds like you're breaking their neck, and it's really violent, and there's really no humor in it at all. For these reasons, I'm kind of tempted to recommend that somebody who's new to the series actually go back and play Thief 3 before playing Thief 4, because there is quite a bit of a jump. And technologically and you know graphically, 3 is going to look pretty dated compared to what you can do now. But there is a lot of humor. There's a lot more flexibility in terms of what you can do. There's a lot more of the lore and what's going on with Thief in the previous game. And I don't know. While I love Thief 4, there are a lot of aspects that I just don't understand why they changed or why they left out. And it's a little bit disappointing. I'd also say if you are looking for something similar, but you might want something with a bit more options or something that might be a little bit more flexible in terms of combat, because all of the Thief games are... Pretty much you die if you get in combat. I would say you might want to check out the Dishonored series. There seems to be a much better mix of choice between how you want to approach a mission. You can do it full stealth. You can do it stealth with knocking people out. You can just go full combat and charge right in and shoot everyone in the face. There seem to be a lot more options and a lot more flexibility. 
I'm also still playing Space Base DF9 on occasion. It is still sort of early in development, so there's not really a whole lot to do. I've gotten good enough that pretty much any game I start, I can do okay and get to, you know, a thriving base. And at that point, you know, the base gets so big, there's all this slowdowns, the game gets really slow, and nothing really happens in terms of things trying to stop you once you get to that point. You can pretty easily fight off any bad guys that try and attack you, and fires are almost always put out almost immediately because you have so many people walking around your base. So I'm not playing quite as much. I'm still having a lot of fun, but I'll probably play a lot less until patch comes up and they add some more stuff. But as before, if you are into base building simulating games, it's worth taking a look at. And that's pretty much all I'm playing right now. A friend got me some other new things, but I haven't really taken a a look at them yet. Got a lot of stuff going on with school and these games that I haven't finished yet. So I might talk about them in the future. But for now, that's pretty much all I'm playing that I can think of. Take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I don't care, I'm still free, you can't take the sky from me. So there are a few things I'm looking forward to. There's new forums up for Heroes of the Storm, which I've been looking forward to quite a bit. Seems like a bunch of people who are just regular people are in, but for some reason I don't have access yet. I don't know why the MVPs didn't go in before regular people, but I'm not in. But if you are looking for that, you should be able to find maybe some streams or people posting stuff from the test. And you can go check out the forums, though there are a few sections you can't talk in if you aren't in the alpha. But most of the sections you can access and have a look around if you are interested in that. I'm looking forward to Infamous Second Son on PlayStation 4. I've decided I'm not going to buy it because I haven't played previous games. So I may or may not have to wait. I forgot to check my local Redbox to see if it has PlayStation 4 stuff. But according to the website, it does. So there's a a decent chance it could come in and I could be able to play it right away. And if that's the case, you know, I'll rent it and play it probably at work on Fridays. But I'll probably just do it on Fridays because the other nights I have access to the internet. And I think that's, you know, an offline playable game. So I'll probably just do it Fridays. So that should be fun. I've never played that series, but it's always looked interesting to me. The big one I'm looking forward to is Wildstar. And there's a beta weekend going on. As I speak, if you are listening to this on the weekend, and I might actually be playing at this very moment, I don't know, depends when you're listening to it. Wildstar is sort of an old school MMO with a few new school things thrown into it. In terms of visual design and presentation, they're kind of not being quite so serious. Some would describe it as a cartoony look, but if you grew up and saw Cartoons from the 70s and 80s, specifically sci-fi ones, which I don't recall a lot of sci-fi cartoons back then. But if you've ever seen that sort of cartoonish, not-so-serious sci-fi style, that's kind of what they're going for. Cartoonish style is not my favorite thing, but I'm also not totally against it. Mostly, I find it really interesting to look at because it is very different from a more serious style. And any time I've ever watched anything for Wildstar, it's always made me smile or laugh a little bit. And I think that's kind of important in a game, especially now, you know, that my life is a little bit more sad. It's 
probably a little bit more important to play something that makes me smile and laugh on occasion. Even though the presentation is maybe not so serious, the gameplay is totally serious. Group content will require sort of serious focus and coordination. And in some of the developer live streams they've shown of new dungeons or new content that are familiar with that content and who have practiced for the live stream have had some pretty major wipes or issues come up where, you know, their group failed and they got totally killed or they had a big disaster that wasn't quite, you know, expected. So it's not like it's going to be totally easy just because it's, you know, a cartoonish look. It is going to be serious and up to par with, you know, other MMOs in terms of challenge. What makes it probably most appealing to me is that they're doing this limited action set thing. And by that, what they mean is there are three sort of ability groups. And you can pick and choose which ones you want, but you can only have eight total. And there's more than eight in each group. I would guess there's probably maybe 12 in each group. Just guessing from what I recall of the pictures. So needless to say, there are quite a few skills to choose from. And with each skill, there are different sort of tiers you can get. You can get between 1 and 8 tiers. And ranking them up in tiers costs a certain number of points. And I'm guessing those points will be allocated to you based on what level you are. But even if you had the exact same 8 skills as somebody else, that doesn't mean you're going to have the same ranks in terms of which ability has, you know, how many ranks. Because from the character builders I've looked at, you can basically max out about two and a half of them if you want to just max them at maximum rank. Or you can put like four of them, I think it is, to half of the rank. And then the other ones are base level. Or you can have, you know, any any mix thereof. I suppose you could rank up all of them a couple of points. But at the fourth and eighth rank, you get sort of bonus stuff. So you kind of want to stick to either the base level or four or eight. Anyways, there's a lot of choice and there's a lot of options in how you want to build and how you want to play. And it looks very fun and interesting, yet not overly complex. As I've said, you know, a lot of times those games have, you know, rows and rows of buttons and any game that forces me to use more than one row of buttons, I pretty much just get confused and lost and it's not very fun. So I think limiting this to eight, you know, will be a lot more fun. Plus, you know, there's extra ones for, you know, potions or food or whatever you want to put on there that are not, you know, combat things. One other thing that came as a total surprise to me was that I saw, like, I think it was about 45 minutes of a video of somebody doing crafting. And he showed off, you know, this is the crafting system. This is how it works. This is how you pick crafts. And it was really, really interesting. I'm not usually one that goes into a lot of crafting because it's usually kind of boring. But this brought up this whole interface with a bunch of spots that you could customize based on what level crafter you are and the item you're crafting. So there's all these different kinds of things you can tweak while you're crafting to make, you know, potentially this specific kind of item that you want. So it looks really, really interesting. I'm really into that sort of, I guess you could call it min-maxing for a specific thing. If that is, you know, a talent spec for me or, you know, an item for a friend, you know, I'm really kind of into that. So I think I'll have a lot of fun with that. And this game has a class, which is basically the perfect class for me, probably, 
because it is a mix of warrior and rogue just by its very nature. It's a stealth class which can do either a DPS role or a tanking role. And I have always played, you know, the rogue warrior hybrid as sort of a mix between those two. So I think it should be really awesome because then when I'm soloing, I can be, you know, maybe 75, 25 split between the different kind of abilities. And then when I'm doing a tanking role, you know, I could pretty much flip that around to mostly being tanking. Or if I want to support, you know, as DPS, I can pick some different skills and do pretty much just DPS. So I should be super, super happy and might have a perfect fit in that. And I'm hoping, too, that since this is, you know, a brand new game that has sort of a fresh start in terms of population, because the only people who will have played will be beta people. You know, I won't have, you know, a lot of catching up to do to other people. And I'll be sort of, you know, growing up, as it were, with the majority of the population. So I'm hoping, you know, maybe because of that, I might find some people who I hang out with. And, you know, it could be, you know, something that's a lot easier to play as a solo person with no guild. So hopefully there will be options for that as well. Because that's really one reason why I've never really gone back to WoW. Because, like, I played... Wow, for years, and it was a lot of fun. And then they're always coming out with new expansions. There's a new one coming out pretty soon, I think. But it's like, I don't really have any interest in it because I know going back, you know, all of the content pretty much is designed to groups. And I have, you know, no guild or group to go to, so there's really not much point in that because they're pretty much all just focused on high-end content. At least with Wildstar, you know, it would be a while as I'm growing up, you know, to get to the high-end content. So who knows, by then I might find, you know, other players that are interested in grouping with me, at least semi-regularly. And then, you know, that wouldn't be as much of an issue as an established game. And that's pretty much all I'm looking forward to on the horizon for gaming. News this week, as mentioned before, Wildstar now has pre-orders available. If you pre-order, you get into all the betas between now and launch, which is basically starting this weekend, and then it's basically every other weekend, I think, until launch, which is June 3rd. Infamous Second Son, a PlayStation 4 exclusive, should be out as you hear this. I have noted its release date on Saturday, which is really unusual, so I might have the wrong release date for that. I don't know. The Diablo 3 expansion, Reaper of Souls, is out on March 25th. And Captain America, The Winter Soldier, the second movie for Captain America, is due out on April 4th. And that's it for the news. So that's it for this Rabbit's Travelings podcast. Sorry you didn't really have anything. Hopefully it was still interesting to you. And probably next time I'll have Wildstar to talk about because I'll have the beta weekend behind me. And maybe I'll think of 
something else to talk about as well. But hopefully, everybody had a good time. And hopefully, I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. I'd also say if you are looking for something similar, but you might want something with a Paste this in before that bit. One other thing that came as total, 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 total. Are you a lion? Am I a lion? What? I don't think of myself as a lion. You might as well, though. I have a mighty roar. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html When you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2014 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.